welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast with me, Andrea Fox. This is an environmental podcast about trying to live a less plastic-filled, less wasteful life. About how to eat, shop and do things differently and more sustainably. I named it the Age of Plastic podcast because I think that's what we're living in, the age of plastic. It's in our oceans, it's in our soil and our bodies. And for me, it's a shorthand for some of our big environmental issues, from overconsumption to overuse of fossil fuels to the harming of our air, soil and water quality. It's a gateway issue and it links into so many other aspects of our lives. So we don't just look at eco-issues of plastic waste. This podcast is full of expert guests who talk about everything from ditching fast fashion to food waste and plastic-free beauty to recycling bins. And we share a simple eco-life hack at the end of every single episode. So if you're intrigued about doing your bit for the planet, I made this podcast for you. This is also my journey too, so I hope you enjoy. Tell your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. and welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. It's me, your host, Andrea Fox, and on today's episode, we are talking plastic-free activism. And as always, I've got an eco-life hack to share with you. First, though, some hellos, and it's a big thank you to Connie Ferner, who reached out on Instagram to say she loved last week's episode with Sue Campbell from Kind2 Plastic-Free Shampoo and Conditioner Bars. Thank you, Connie. Uh, She is actually opening... Portsmouth's first community-led plastic-free supermarket soon. So if you're in the area, find out more. Follow Package Free Larder on Instagram. You know it's an at at the start, just like you know it's www.w. If you want to get in touch, say hi. Let me know what you like or don't like or what you'd love to hear on the Age of Plastic. All my contact details are wherever you are listening right now. Okay, today I'm talking activism with an amazing person who decided to quit her job to focus on her campaign. I mean, that's so brave, right? She's the award-winning Ella Daesh. From the campaign to end period plastic, she's already got Aldi to stop making plastic applicators in their own brand products, saving 14 tonnes of plastic waste, and she's set up meetings with producers like Bodyform and Lilettes. And that's just what she's achieved since I spoke to her a few weeks ago. She's already got Sainsbury's to ditch the plastic in their own brand products and is in talks with pretty much all the big producers, all thanks to her petition that I think is just about to break the 200,000 person mark. We chatted after she'd spoken to a school about her campaign to end period plastic and find out why she likes to play detective with plastic sometimes. But first, what she was doing when her light bulb moment came. It's been quite the journey. Um, I was working as a postal worker for Royal Mail. And while Were you getting up really early doing that? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great job. I really enjoyed it. But when I was walking down the streets... Um, I hadn't really thought about it before but the more and more times that I was going down um, there were like bags of rubbish Mm. and it was getting more and more each week and it was strewn across the streets and things like that and I just thought if that's a few streets in Cardiff what is that looking like on a national level Mm. and it really began to make me think about my own consumption so that's when it really clicked in me that was that first moment where I was like this isn't right so from there I was like sitting in the car thinking what can I do and I started to use a reusable bottle instead of a plastic bottle and use reusable cloth makeup wipes instead of the disposable ones and things like that Mm. 
and I was feeling really good like everything I was looking at I was trying to look for a more sustainable option and a lot of the times I was finding it was actually cheaper in mm. the long term which was really good so but then um a few weeks later my period started joy of joys I know <laughs> and with the wave came products and it's not something that I had ever really thought about before you know at school we're often given branded products that we then continue to use because of that consumer-led loyalty and I was looking in the bin and I was just like look at, like how much I was throwing away was really concerning me just on one week um, and it began to mount up so I searched online and I was really shocked and horrified to find out that, you know, these products are containing up to 90% plastic. Wow. And that, that is the significant amount. I couldn't believe it because, you know, I think a lot of us just think that they're cotton, that's it. Yeah, they're so and thin until you think, oh, yeah, actually, that's... Yeah, and it clicks. Mm. And then I was reading things like they take 500 years to break down. Wow. And that's crazy because that is a hell of a long time it's over seven times the average lifetime of the person using them meaning that if Jane Austen had used them they would still be on the earth today that is a shocking but amazing fact isn't it yeah it is and I think relating that to the fact that you know if if someone 500 years ago had used them we would still be well we'd still be finding them on like archaeological digs oh my gosh and digging them up and things like that and wondering what that plastic would look like now and you know thinking in the future what that impact is going to have and I just kept thinking you know if I knew about this sooner I would have definitely switched Mm. and I was really frustrated about it so I wanted to switch what I was using to something that was eco-friendly so what I did was I went into my local supermarket. I was fairly eager to go in there <laughs> as soon as I learned about all of this. And I went to the shelf. And as I was looking from left to right, up and down, there was nothing there. It was either plastic or plastic. That was it. Wow. And then I felt, you know, if we haven't got a choice, how can we make a decision about what we buy? And that is another thing that led to me starting the campaign is that we need to raise awareness of this but also if these smaller brands are making them without plastic then there's no excuse for big manufacturers not to do the same so that's why I did it to bring about change Um, and I'd seen the success of online petitions so I thought I'd have a go myself and take a stand against period plastic by starting my own. And uh, how many did you get signed up to that first petition? Yeah, so that petition, it started in February 2018. It grew very, very quickly. (laughs) And I think that's linked to the fact that a lot of us were then talking about plastic pollution. A lot of it was in the media. The old Blue Planet effect. Yes, the Blue Planet effect. I didn't actually know about that because I didn't have a TV at the time. So I hadn't seen it. But I think it just happened just at the right time. And people were concerned. And I think as well it hit a lot of people because they weren't aware of it either just like me and it's that relatability um and it it began to climb and climb and my dad was sending me pictures when he was on the train coming home like oh my god it's gone to like this many thousand or my mum would text me and it went pretty it was pretty crazy I never expected it to grow that much and it soon hit a hundred thousand wow and then in 2019 
it grew to almost 200,000. It's amazing. So yeah, it's almost 100,000 each year. And to have that overwhelming support and everything is just fantastic. I never would have thought that it would have ever hit people the way that it did. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's been so many people all around the world telling me why they've signed it, why they care about it. And it's great the sheer amount of different people that are signing it as well both men and women different backgrounds and I think it just goes to show that people are passionate about making positive change happen yeah and you've been super persuasive as well so tell us about some (laughs) of the successes with this campaign taking it to the supermarkets yeah so taking it to the supermarkets it took a little bit of time so in my first year of campaigning I don't think that I was taking as seriously as I had hoped, <laughs> I um, it took a while to get them to realise that I wasn't going to go away, um, <laughs> you know. So in the in May 2019 was the first meeting that I had. That was with Procter and Gamble, who mm-hmm. own Tampax and Always. It took a little bit of time to get them into a boardroom. I mean, they're a huge, huge producer. So yeah, and they're not known for meeting activists. So. Yeah, that was definitely a challenge to get them in, but I did get them to come to the table in the end. Yeah, so um, we did like a month of action on the campaign and then there wasn't a response. So then I I said, look, I'm going to come and do a demonstration outside your head offices. Wow. Um, I'd love to speak to you. And then they were like, don't do the demonstration, we'll meet you. (laughs) Okay. So I was really glad to, yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, my aim isn't to go in shout outside of someone's headquarters I want to sit in there and I want to talk to them because that's the only way we're going to be able to start this you know start it's collaboration this. Yeah, isn't definitely. it not like clashing together definitely we need perceptions from each angle mm. I love hearing what they have to say there's something to be gained from that Mm. and then they realize that actually this is what people want Mm. it's not just one person it's hundreds of thousands of people and yeah the success with retailers and supermarkets has been fantastic so I spoke a little bit before about how these options weren't available before in in shops well after the action that I took on Tesco in May 2018 in October 2018 they started stocking eco-friendly tampons and pads as well as reusable cups as well and that's fantastic because it's giving us that access to choice so people can Mm. actually vote with their money for what they want to buy of course it does cut some people out just due to the price Mm. um, and we shouldn't have to pay more for something that is sustainable Mm. it should be actually less than the ones that are more damaging completely yeah and I think like that's that's what consumers want and that's clearly the way things are going to go yeah so you would hope that you know the Procter and Gambles and the supermarkets will see all of your campaigning and see how popular they are yeah start phasing out of their own products yeah they're really starting to listen and actually make significant changes Mm. which is fantastic and to have that reception from them is always brilliant in August 2019, Sainsbury's stopped the production of their own brand plastic tampon applicators. And the reason for doing it was to stop the use of unnecessary plastic. And that coming from a manufacturer speaks volumes that they're identifying it as unnecessary is incredible. Yeah. And I hope to see more of that change happening. But also it saves 2.7 tonnes of plastic each year. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, are there any... That's an amazing fact. 
we were talking earlier about um, straws mm. and coffee cups yes. and water bottles. But really, with your campaign, you're flagging up that this is the really pointless single-use plastic because it's in use for literally seconds. Yeah, so although my campaign is targeting all of the products, mm. plastic tampon applicators are part of that. Yes, they are and the worst. Yeah, I mean, they used to be made out of cardboard, but mm. now we're seeing a I'm lot. old enough to remember those. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're seeing a lot of plastic ones, um, and they've really gained in popularity, which is a bit of a problem because, you know, we're using them literally for seconds. Yes, and then like they're straws, like 15 yes. minutes, coffee cup maybe 10, 15 minutes, literally seconds. Literally seconds. You're using it in the bathroom and then you're throwing it away. And I think it's something that a lot of people can get behind because mm. so many people find them on beaches. I mm. get pictures sent to me from Lake Michigan in the United States to the coastlines of Cornwall and everywhere, everywhere globally really. And it just goes to show that this is a global problem. It's a global problem, you know, yeah. They're getting into the... They're getting into the sea and then they're washing up on, on beaches around the world. And like you say, they're just completely unnecessary. Yeah. And you've said you've even found some on the British coastline that so, are from the UK. <laughs> yeah. So a lot. Well, I'm, uh, I tend to wander the aisles of supermarkets looking at the period products <laughs> a lot. And when someone shows me a picture and I can't identify the applicator, it's a bit of a detective work. I have to say, I do enjoy it. Um, (laughs) So I end up on all the online shops around the globe, looking at what they are. And yeah, some of them that have been found on the coastlines of Britain have actually come from other countries. So there's, for example, there was one that was found on an island in Scotland. And because of the the stream that goes there, it had come from the United States. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, although people say, yeah, it, it could have been flushed here in the UK, the volumes that they're getting mm. and the fact that it's a lot of different applicators, it's not just ones from Britain, it, it's a lot of mm. ones that, you know, we, we don't know what ones they are, yeah, some yeah. of them. So it's just clear that they are coming from overseas. That's a bit terrifying, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you have had loads of successes with the campaign, but what was the? Have you had a chance to stop and go, "Wow, that was an amazing moment"? Yet, yeah. So, it's very full on with campaigning, as as we've spoken a bit about before. And yeah, at the end of 2019, I had a little bit of time to just sort of think back about what's happened. And regarding the campaign, the best thing so far has definitely been Sainsbury's stopping the production of their plastic applicators. That's really big. But with some of the wider work that I'm doing for trying to get the period poverty funding spent on eco-friendly products, Mm. um, I've been urging governments in Wales and the UK to do that. Um, And actually, one of the councils in Wales that I've been working with went completely sustainable. And I think that has got to be my proudest moment. Because when I walked into that room and I spoke to them, I never thought that there would be such an open reception for this. And they were so eager and enthusiastic to do it. And I just remember crying at the end of that meeting just because of how amazing it is because when you have a local authority Mm. you don't really I don't know I didn't really think that they'd do anything and you and their focus was money and poverty so you can see how they'd be like okay but 
environmental issues are not our focus yeah. but the fact that they were like you know what we don't want to cause a problem yeah. trying to solve another problem yeah it just shows a bit more of a wider way of thinking which i think is amazing yeah for local council. yeah and i i think we need more of that in mm. government and local bodies definitely and yeah it was so heartwarming but i think they were also at a stage where they were thinking about that themselves so mm. when i came in it was very just perfect timing you know so that that's got to be the proudest moment and we were talking like you said about activism and campaigning you took a while to call yourself an activist can you explain why yeah it took me a bit of time to call myself an activist I think it's because sometimes there's a lot of negative connotations with the word activist and I think it's just the way in the media how they're perceived Mm. maybe a lot of shouty screamy Striking. do this my way yeah. or the highway sort of thing and I think that that's why it took me a little while to really embrace it but now I do just because I think you know we need to be active we need to talk about the problems that need a solution um, and actually it's not a bad thing to be an activist it's a really good thing it's a good thing to stand up and talk about what you believe in and what's wrong with this world and what needs changing um, and there's definitely been a lot more positivity. I think, I think it's with like maybe the younger generation now. There's a lot more positivity with the word activist. Um, yeah, so that's why I now embrace it. That's lovely. Yeah. I think you're right. Like young generations now, they're used to school strikes and XR being like quite yes, positive. Totally. Um, and I think that's a lovely change because it is it is difficult. Some and everyone's activism doesn't have to look one way no exactly everyone is completely different and their activism reflects that Mm. so there's so many different issues that people are fighting for so not one thing will ever look the same Mm. and like you said with xr and everything it's absolutely fantastic that we're seeing huge amounts of people taking action for the environment and when i was at school it was really weird to care about the environment. I was mm. called a tree hugger. Because you've all been vegan, like, you're, you were raised vegetarian and you've been vegan for 10 years. Yeah. And that's kind of normal now, but like you were saying, It's like, normal now, yeah, it wasn't at school. I, sometimes I had bacon thrown at me at school, so... Kids <laughs> can be awful. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's just so great that there's more room for that mm. in our society now. And I think at, when you were at completely. school... It's a very enclosed environment. So I think when you move more towards being out there, you actually see that you're accepted. And I think that's how I feel now. It's like, whereas I buried my feelings about the environment a bit when I was at school just because of the reception of it. Now I can talk about it and people just embrace it and you can just be whoever you want to be. I think think that's that's brilliant. Going back to the activism and campaigning, You've sort of organically uh, worked your way through and had all this success. Anyone who's sitting at home listening now thinking, oh, I'd love to do a campaign, I'd love to become an activist. Any advice for them, do you think, Ella? Yeah, so I started this journey as a postal worker and now I'm an environmental activist. And I think that just goes to show that you really can come from any background. You know, I started it when I was working full time and I was doing it around my job. And I think it's a great way to start it because you, you're then like, you're rushing to get home, not to have a relax, but actually to, to carry on with the campaigning. But what I would say is to just, if you find something that's annoying you or niggling away at you, 
like period plastic did for me do something about it ask questions don't just sit there and think someone else will sort it out Mm. because I did that for a month and I thought oh maybe someone else will do something about it and then no one came along no (laughs) I was walking down the street and I kept thinking about it and I was like this this I'm gonna have to do something about it and when you feel that fire about something do it and I think when you rise up like that and talk about an issue you'll find that there are so many other people that feel the same way Mm. and will support you so yeah definitely act for something that you believe in because it's definitely the best thing that I've ever done yeah and you like you were saying earlier there is quite a community and you will see people like you say who want to support you and and on that note you went to Bristol's very first ever uh, plastic free awards yeah and uh, you won didn't you for best plastic campaign how did that feel I did uh it was it was amazing um it was such we were just saying we wish we'd gone together because Ella had a spare ticket and I was (laughs) glad to be invited (laughs) yeah I um it was just such a positive night and I think because everyone was doing something so brilliant for the environment it was just I was just so happy for anybody to win that I really wasn't expecting me to win (laughs) for the campaign um there were so many amazing people in the shortlist like two minute beach cleaning ghost fishing and they do brilliant work Mm. so I definitely thought one of those was going to win so to get that award from the first ever plastic free awards was definitely a highlight of the year um yeah it was a fantastic night I was just saying that when when before the event um I tweeted uh everyone's a winner baby (laughs) because it definitely (laughs) felt that way because we're we're all fighting for something in the same space in different ways and it was just such a fantastic night to be at yeah we definitely need more of that yeah it was nice to raise everyone up like everyone's like a campaign getting a little bit of attention and love it's it's really lovely um so what period products do you use Ella (laughs) (laughs) you're allowed to come down on a brand (laughs) yeah um so I I think the thing about different products is the fact that, you know, when I first started this campaign, I hadn't really thought about what I was using. I was just using the general disposable products like Tampax and Always. I was from a young age using those. Mm. I did sometimes use some of the supermarket owned brands as well. But then when I found out about this, I was like, oh my God, there's so many different things to try. And I was actually sadly looking forward to every period and trying something new that's a nice change (laughs) yeah so I started by trying things like the eco-friendly disposables Mm -hmm. just like regular um, conventional tampons and pads that don't contain plastic and I got on really well with them Um, I tried a menstrual cup yes yes good I'm a big fan of those yeah (laughs) that was really good actually when I was working as a postal worker because there's not a lot of places that you can stop to go to the toilet anyone who's working on the road in that kind of delivery yeah definitely so good for so difficult for women yeah definitely um but my favorite has got to be period pants they're one of my favorites um just because they're so easy like you can put one on and don't need to think about it yeah and they're really really good i've chatted to ruby route from wuka one of the period pants that are available and um yeah they're just super easy yeah yeah they're fantastic and i think the fact that we've got this pool of different products that are now available and i think the important thing to know as well is that you don't just have to use one thing Mm. 
you don't have to be like a tampon or a pad person (laughs) you can like embrace any of those and use them in conjunction with each other like one thing I suggest to people if they're wanting to use a menstrual cup for the first time is maybe using it a day that you're not at work or not at school you can also use it in conjunction with a disposable eco-friendly pad Mm -hmm. and then that way you can get it to fit right in the right way and not have to worry about leaks that's the first thing I did yeah just that's always the thing you worry about yeah yeah I think it's one of those things where we're not used to it Mm. so that was another big thing with getting them in supermarkets is the fact that if they're not on the shelves next to these big brands they're never going to be mainstream no I remember buying my moon cup a long long time ago and I had to go to a (laughs) specialist shop in Brighton yeah I just remembered that before that I had some weird jobs at uni where I gave out free Tampax I think in fact it was tampons I can't remember the brand and at the end of the day I had a bag full and that was me set for like the next year I've just remembered that. How weird is that? Anyway, Moon Cup. Yeah, specialist shop. But you're right. We, we need to see all of the options available yeah, in the supermarket. Yeah, definitely. Because not everyone can use things like tampons mm-hmm. or mo- menstrual cups. Yeah. Um, and that's because they might not feel comfortable using them or they might have different cultural backgrounds. Whatever the reason, that's why we need other options available as well. I think Sainsbury's has just introduced pants into their range as well, which is How really exciting. Good. Yeah, lots of things are happening. And you, what are you working on at the moment? Is there anything you can talk to us about? Because I know you have a brilliant little thing. If you don't already follow Ella on Twitter, got a beautiful board where you're like ticking when you've managed uh, to have, yeah. have meetings <laughs> with certain big producers and retailers. Anything you can tell us about? Yeah, so uh, just last week, um, I met up with Aldi. They've had so a great Christmas, yeah. a billion pounds, whatever extra <laughs> they made at Christmas. So I met them um, and had a really positive conversation with them. So there is going to be some news coming out, but I can't divulge the information. Unfortunately, I would love to. But there are going to be loads of positive changes happening this year. I'm really excited to talk about it when it happens. Excellent. So, um, yeah, but lots of things are in the works this year. It's going to be a great 2020. Cool. And like you're hoping that eventually you can stop talking about this. So what do you think you might go on to campaign for? after you've ended you know made sure that all periods are plastic free i think it's gonna it's a difficult question i just don't know i think it's almost been like an apprenticeship in activism (laughs) and i've learned so much over the last two years doing this um so i really don't know what i'm going to do next i'm just taking every opportunity that i can like talking at the girls school and doing filming and just just embracing everything that comes my way really so I don't really know what's going to happen I am going to be going on to the uh, expedition around the world voyage which is really exciting what yeah tell me about this yeah um, Emily Penn started uh, expedition which looks into microplastics and plastics in the sea and what we can do about it so um, they're doing around the world trip yeah it's an all women sailing trip so i'm doing one of the legs on that amazing Um, that's going to be really really fantastic sort them out with their period products as well yes definitely amazing honestly i think think airbnb were doing something like that recently and i was like yes i I applied for it obviously didn't get in but i was like (laughs) oh my god that is like you say that is a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah i applied for that as well (laughs) yeah it looked amazing (laughs) it looked really good yeah when so when's that going to be happening what um part of the leg do you know which bit of the leg of the journey you're going to be joining yeah i'm going to be doing vanuatu to cairns in australia amazing so yeah so 
hoping to do some work over there as well Amazing. when I get there. Well, if you aren't yeah. already following Ella, make sure you do. I'll put all the links in the show notes as well so we can keep up with that. Um, also, I always ask our guests two questions, Ella. Um, one is kind of difficult because I'm a lover, not a hater. Plastic has revolutionised lots of industries. I'm thinking medical. Is there a non-single-use plastic item in your life that you couldn't do without, she says, to the end plastic <laughs> period campaign? <laughs> uh, is there anything you can think of? Yeah, like you said, it's a really difficult subject because although a lot of people see it in a negative way, plastic has, as you say, revolutionised a lot of things. And when it was first started, I believe it was to be an alternative to things like a tortoiseshell yeah, and things right. like that. And in that is ivory. a positive because it's not killing animals. Mm. What I would say for me is that uh, my laptop is something that I could not have done without. Yeah. I started my campaign on it. Yeah. It's my portal <laughs> to all of the amazing supporters that have signed it, everyone that's really engaged with it. And it's my voice. And I think that's really revolutionised activism as well is social media because... Yeah everyone really has got their own voice on there you can talk about whatever you want to so yeah i would say my laptop definitely that's a good one it's a classic and yeah you're right. like i love that that is your voice that is your it has revolutionized activism you're it has right. before it was all petitions that you would sign and you might probably not meet the person who's doing it yeah so completely. definitely yeah and our final question your environmental hero i'm gonna say everyone that's making a positive difference in their life for the environment because there are loads of people out there who are really trying their hardest to do that and that is where we can have the biggest impact and it's going to have an effect at source so yeah i just pick everyone that is passionate about the environment and is doing something that's you that is you listening you're doing something right now this is your little bit of activism Huge thanks to the fab Ella. I love that amazing response she had, um, bringing her end period plastic campaign together with end period poverty. Such a lovely moment. If you haven't already, sign her petition. EllaDayish.com is where you can find it. She's also Ella Dayish on Instagram and Ella underscore Dayish on Twitter. That's D-A-I-S-H. Follow her and you can keep up with that expedition with Emily Penn to Vanuatu and Cairns that's planned later on this year. How exciting does that sound? And just a shout out to male Age of Plastic listeners. If you have made it this far, you have like an extra 1,000 cool points from me. I'll send you a biodegradable badge or something. Okay, eco life hack time. Nearly Valentine's. I know the cards are filling up in my post box. If you haven't got one to post yet, how about thinking about getting a seed card? I got some of these earlier on in the year waiting to send someone for spring you're basically sending a seed bomb thing and a card all in one just make sure it's something native to where you live yeah i'll put some links to some great ones in the show notes okay coming up on next week's episode find out how to make bags out of pineapple mango and apple waste products and which fruit is the world's most eaten i'll be catching up with the founder of a brand new bag brand luxtra london jess kruger until next time I'll see you then, you lovely activist you.